Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I am the host of this year's show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number two, The Great Digital Declutter Experiment. We're still settling into a rhythm with this podcast. I appreciate your time, your attention so far as as we settle into one. So I'm I'm thinking each episode of this podcast will have one of two formats. Either it'll be an interview show like the one with Cal Newport last week, or it'll be a show that zeroes in on a specific topic that'll make you into a better human being. Well, we'll find a balance between these two ideas over time. I'm personally a fan of the topic shows because we really get to to nerd out about the intricacies of a topic such as the experiment we're chatting about today. But I think the odd interview show thrown in with some of my author friends in this space could be fun too. So as I promised, I do have a co-host for this here podcast. Uh, You know, podcasts with one person, man, they're kind of boring. They're kind of lonely. And I thought long and hard about who would be a good co-host for the, not good, great co-host for this podcast. And then I realized something. I have a friend who, uh, she has a degree in data science, so she's a huge nerd. She's a huge numbers and stats nerd. She's getting her doctorate in economics, and she's actually one of the most productive people that I know. Uh, She's doing a PhD full-time with several, you know, half a dozen working papers under her belt. She runs a development project in Zimbabwe, which she flies over to help out with quite often. Uh, She's TAing a court. She's teaching another course. And she's also my roommate. And so I don't have to go far to uh, host an episode. So welcome, please, Arden Nordstrom to the podcast. Hey. Hello. Yeah. I also um, happen to be your fiance. So there's that too. But I thought we, we talked about you not mentioning you're my fiance because all these podcast groupies. Oh, yeah. Every- so sorry to deprive you of uh, the, you know, the infamous <laughs> podcast groupies. Th- this is the whole reason I started this podcast is for the, po- the podcast groupies. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I have to, I might have to let you down there. Damn. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just you, me, and our turtle Edward in this room. People ask a lot about Edward. Well, it's because he's the best turtle ever. He is. He's a sexy turtle. He's, he has, uh, it's so funny. We feed him minnows from time to time. Which is great because I'm a vegetarian, so yeah, he eats Arden's more a, meat than I do. But. Yeah, exactly. He's more carnivorous than, uh, than, than Arden is. But the, the weird thing is whenever we feed him like a, a dozen minnows, he leaves one as like a friend. It's a little weird. Yeah. All right, we're already getting distracted. So the, the, this episode, <laughs> you know, we, we have 20 or 30 minutes uh, for each of these podcast episodes. Um, and, and, you know, the one goal that we have uh, together is, is that we want to make each of these, I, I love one reader suggested it, uh, uh, the world's first time negative podcast. And so in essence, it's a podcast where you get back the time that you spend listening to it. And I think it's, do you think that's doable? I think that's an excellent idea. Listening to so many podcasts, like some of them can kind of go on and like about be a little turtles? bit. Like turtles? 
<laughs> and fish? waste your time a little bit. Um, and I don't think we want to do that, right? You have to keep me in check because I like to wander. Don't worry, I'll uh, I'll keep you. I'll stay clear of all the Edward talk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, less Edward. There's a less Edward talk guarantee. Uh, for future episodes mm, of this podcast. Yeah. But he's there. He's just like right in front of us. Okay. So the great digital declutter experiment. You want to tell people what we did? What we, uh, you know, kind of the lay of the land for what we did. Yeah. So about a month ago, we both read Digital Minimalism. and It's a good read. It's a very good read. I think we both really, really loved this book. And it was one of those books for me that as soon as I read it, I, I wanted to start taking action. So both of us, right after we finished it, we sat down and came up with these lists, right? So you had Cal on the show last week. And what did you think of that episode? Oh, I loved it. Um, but I also really loved the book. What did you enjoy more, my interview with Cal or the book? Uh, let's just move on. I, we'll talk about the declutter. No, I love both. So, um, but I think what's, what was really interesting is these lists that we came up with. So I, I came up, we both came up with stuff that we wanted to kind of cut out of our labs for the rest of the month and see what it would look like after a month without doing those things, uh, things that we wanted to modify. And then also I think the biggest part of this is identifying what you want to replace them with. And that's a huge step. We'll talk about that all throughout the show, but that's a really important part of this. So what did you cut out? So there's the low-hanging fruit. Um, I don't have Facebook, so that wasn't something that I really wanted to worry about. But things like Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, I included LinkedIn on this, this list. Who's addicted to LinkedIn? I mean, nobody. I well, maybe there are people. There are probably people. I want to meet these people that are addicted to LinkedIn. <laughs> well, I'm not one of those people, but it just I put it in this package of social media, right? And I, I thought this would be the easiest. Instagram ended up being a lot harder than I realized just because this made me aware of how much I was actually using it in a way that I wasn't before. But I also cut out um, some of the specific some specific podcasts that I found weren't adding a lot of value into my life, but I was still listening to them on an ongoing basis. Um, I also cut out YouTube and Netflix, which I didn't realize how much time I was spending on until I had didn't have them anymore. And I also got rid of audio in the shower. So I've been I have this habit of listening to audiobooks while I'm in the shower. That's why you've been singing so much more. Yeah, now I sing in the shower, which is really lovely. But I wasn't. Uh, before. So anyway, that was, that's what I've cut. How about so you? The, the things I cut out, YouTube, uh, Instagram, like you, I don't, I don't have Facebook, so I don't really have too much of a problem there. Uh, no social media apps on my phone, which I was, you know, pretty good for before. Uh, no email on any device though. Uh, no checking online news uh, what was a big one no games on my smartphone so you know this was what we'll talk about what we found out but uh, there there were some interesting findings there no checking my book sales so my my publisher has this wonderful author portal where you can see how many books you sell every week and it's updated constantly and so i stopped refreshing that constantly. I didn't check Feedly, which is kind of a news aggregator. Uh, I also modified a couple things, uh, such as Twitter. So I love Twitter. I, well, at least I think I love Twitter. Sometimes I, I check in on my mood when I'm on Twitter and I realize, oh, I'm a bit sad right now. Why am I so sad? It's because I'm looking at the news, which is, you know, it's, it's sometimes a stream of negativity. And so uh, the thing that I did there was I only did Twitter through a service called Buffer, which I recommend people checking out. It's, I think, Buffer.com. Just just Google Buffer. And what it does is it allows you to load up 
ahead of time uh, some updates to go out into your social media feeds. And so if you want to update people on LinkedIn, you're addicted, you're one of these people addicted to LinkedIn, big epidemic sweeping the, the business community in the US. Everybody's addicted to LinkedIn. You can load up an update in Buffer so you don't have to go to LinkedIn, but Buffer posts it for you. And so that was my intention with Twitter, only doing that through Buffer and only uh, emailing three times a day. So I check most of my accounts once a day, but there's a priority account that the people who work closely with me uh, have access to. And I, I uh, check that only three times a day. Yeah, I think these modification pieces are the part of the declutter. I think that's a really important part. So for me, I, I really tried to minimize um, how much I text. And that was something in digital minimalism that he talked about that I'd never really thought about. I think we talk about this all the time is getting rid of email on your phone and having no distractions for, and no notifications, things like that. So, But in my mind, texting was always a different thing where it's, oh, my friends need to get in touch with me. But it does. It basically ends up meaning that you're on call all the time. And he says that in the book and that really struck a chord with me. So I really minimized the number of times I check my messages. And I also got rid of iMessage on my computer, my iPad, and now I only check my texts four times a day, which has been incredible. And I think, so I looked into some of the stats on this and it looks, so people... There are tons of statistics that you can get a range of people check their phone 46 to 150 times a day, um, somewhere in between there. That's a nice range. That's huge, yeah. right? So, but I, I think what I've what I found is that people check their phone on about a conservative estimate is about 50 times a day. And this amounts to usually about 200 minutes of time, but that's a lot of time. So that's about four minutes every time you check your phone. And if you're up for 16 hours, that means you're checking your phone basically every 20 minutes. And I don't know about you, but there's not a lot of stuff that I do that requires less than 20 minutes of attention. So, I mean, that's just, um, and for me, checking my phone was leading to this, right? And it would lead into the spiral of me checking other texts and other other apps. Um, and, and that's just not a good use of my time. So I tried to modify how often I check my phone and how often I check my texts. Um, and I also... I minimized how much audio I listen to when I'm commuting. So my commute's about half an hour and it's all, I, I walk. So I, whether I'm at the office or whether I'm on campus, I have about a 30 minute walk and I stopped listening to audio on my way home from work. And I think this is, um, this, I mean, I think in my, my declutter, I, I approached it as, things that would allow for more solitude in my ta- my day yeah. and also things that would allow for um, just less time in the digital space. And, and that's an idea that he ta- writes about in the book oh, that yeah. we haven't even talked about yet is this idea of solitude, being alone with your own thoughts. We have fewer and fewer of these moments where technology just, just kind of crowds out these moments that we would let our mind wander. And I think for me, that was definitely where the biggest value add came from doing the declutter was, was realizing how little white space I really had in between activities. White space being the, the time in your calendar where there's nothing. Yeah, so you you have used this example before and some of the things you've written is the the idea of white space around the cars, right? There's the space around the cars is what allows traffic to move. And I think I I have a lot going on like everybody does, right? I have work and school and I have all of these other things that I want to get done and I try to like jam in as much into my day as possible. So I would listen to audiobooks, I would listen to podcasts, I'd listen to the economist on my on my commutes, but it basically meant I never had a moment to just have at quiet time with just thoughts and it, um, that's been incredibly valuable but we'll keep diving into that so 
Yeah, the, and and this is yeah, you're right. This is something that I harp on a lot in the stuff that I write and speak about. Is if you think to when your best ideas strike you, you're rarely focused on anything. Usually, maybe you're taking a shower and your mind has a chance to wander to the constellations of ideas that are swirling around in your mind. And, and you know, this is when your best ideas come to you. They're, they're you're rarely focused. Um, a, a couple other stats on the screen time that that come to mind, at least for me, is that when we're working in front of a computer, we focus on one thing for just forty seconds before we focus on something else. And so our attention, you know, we pick up our phone so often. This is not even accounting for the times that we pick up our phone. And in, in twenty hundred and fourteen, I think this this study was conducted. So I'd imagine it's gone up since this point. But back then, people spent 440 minutes every single day in front of screens. The average American spent that much time in front of screens. And so, uh, you know, Cal talks about how it's critical that we examine our relationship with technology. And, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into our, our discoveries now, but, you know, digital minimalism, it, it's something that's worth considering. I, I, for me, I don't know if it's the answer. You know, we can get to this, but, but I, I think it's, it's worth evaluating our relationship with it. Yeah, so I think we've thrown a bunch of numbers out, right? This, this, how many minutes of time people get distracted. And I think that is such a huge part of this that you really need to consider what you're going to replace all of that time with. And, and, and that's, I think, probably the most important part of this is because I, I know, so for me, I basically said I want to replace some of this digital time with things like playing the cello more. So I've played the cello for years, very casually, I'm nothing serious, but um, there has been a cello book that I've been wanting to finish for six months now and have just been like really dragging my feet on. Uh, and that was one of my, the things that I identified as what I wanted to replace with. So if I was finding myself that time I would have been spending on Netflix and now I would just practice this cello, which is way more rewarding. Um, but I also, we're, we're getting married in the summer and I'm making a bunch of flowers Wait, for what? our wedding. Oh yeah, surprise. No, uh, <laughs> but I, I want. We're making a bunch of flowers out of old books because we're both huge bookworms. And I'm. I one of the big things I want to get done well in advance is just doing all these flowers. And it's a very relaxing way to spend your time. But it is something that's easy to put off. Is oh, I don't need to make these flowers. But uh, that's something I identified as something I really wanted to do. Reading is another big one. I usually read a lot, and so do you. But. That was a big thing for me. So you read quite a few books during I this month. I did. I ended up reading um, eight books this month. Wow. I mean, normally my my I usually read about a book a week, which is I know quite. I mean, some people don't read very often. Some people read a lot more than that. But I do tend to read about a book a week. But I ended up reading eight books in thirty days, which I was pretty proud of. So I was pretty happy with how much I consumed in in that way. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Yeah, and I, I echo that idea where. You need things to replace your old technology habits with. Uh, And so, you know, a couple for me, uh, number one, piano lessons. Uh, So you can pay somebody an extra five or 10 bucks and they'll go to your house and teach you piano. So you don't even have to leave your office. My piano is right here. I'm touching it right now. And, And so, you know, Moira comes 
every week or two and, and helps me out with the piano. I took an improv class. I was mentioned in this a, a couple Tuesdays ago in our conversa- conversation with Cal, exercising a bit more, uh, taking up other hobbies such as fasting, which we, we should talk about um, Maybe in, in, in another a future episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, we can say we don't have to go on, off on too many tangents. But, but just, you know, I, I think replacing these things with something so that, you know, you have, uh, again, you create white space when you get rid of technology, but having too much of it, you might just think about how you miss the technology. You need to fill it with something. Yeah, for sure. And I think the coolest part about what what this allowed us to do is you've talked about taking up the piano for years. Yeah. Uh, and this was the first time that you really not only had the time, but the space to really practice more and, and invest time and, and energy into pursuing that. And it's it's been really cool to watch that happen. We should talk about what we found. Yeah. So I think, uh, did you want to start that off? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I, I've always been good at defending the white space, but uh, something that I found, and, and this was really the value uh, to me during this declutter experiment, was I became aware of so many of my digital behaviors. We we don't often bring awareness to, to how we spend our time online. You know, we we and even in the physical world that that's difficult to do. And you know, I mentioned the video games. There's this hearts game that I love to play. There's another game called Alto's Odyssey. And when you're in the middle of it, you kind of lose track of time because you're just you know almost in that flow-like state where you're Lying on the couch. Oh, yeah. Hearts can be riveting. Hearts can be riveting. It turns out, you know, for the certain demographic of people like myself, it's it's quite an interesting app. But I wasted a ton of time uh, on that. And, you know, I, I have the screen time feature enabled on my phone. And looking back, I remember, as, you know, when it says, you've reached your daily limit with phone time. And I saw that often with the Hearts app and I would just kind of tap. Yeah, no, I just want to keep playing. And so I'd tap, give me another 15 minutes or ignore the time limit for today. And even though the cue was there to reflect on that behavior, um, I, I still didn't do it as much as I should have. And so... This is really the the the, the value add for me. Yeah, the is awareness. Me aware. Yeah, the awareness piece was was a huge part of this. Where I didn't even realize how much time I was spending on things like Instagram. I always thought I was a very light user of social media. I, yeah. I really did. Think I thought that. you were too. I did too. And then I found within the first week, which was definitely the hardest, and maybe just because I didn't realize where my habits were, um, the first week, the Instagram thing, I was finding myself just instantly looking for it on my phone and missing it a little bit in a way that I didn't expect. So that was a big thing for me. And also I, I always thought, I mean, I don't watch TV. We don't even have a TV in the house. And I thought, I never watch TV. No, 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 no. That's just, I mean, that's just our generation, right? Nobody watches an actual TV. It's all Netflix. But I always thought, oh, we don't have a TV. I don't watch any TV. But then I, once I stopped watching YouTube and Netflix, I didn't realize how much of my time that was just eating up. So I think a big thing for me was realizing and not even realizing, but just acknowledging that I was spending like an hour in the morning watching late night, or I was spending an hour after coming home watching YouTube or Netflix. And that was just eating up a lot of the time that now I have this wonderful morning routine where I I always get up early. I get up at 5.30 every day or maybe even a little earlier. And I will read a book now and and go for a run instead of just immediately getting sucked into watching every late night show that came out last night. And that's a way better use of my time and something I didn't even realize that I was wasting so much time doing. 
And, and I think that's where the value is, is, is there's kind of those two... Uh, two sides of that coin of the technology coin uh, you you find out the stuff that a you're addicted to that you didn't know you were dependent on such as instagram for you um and you find the stuff that you waste too much time on such as youtube like, netflix for you yeah. or the hearts app for, for me who's addicted <laughs> to hearts it takes a special kind of person i mean there I, I are a think. lot of people on that app so i mean other people must be into it too it's but so, I'm, I'm it's just so, going to point out, it's a lot more fun to play cards with real human beings, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Um, you know, I think so. <laughs> what, what else did you notice? So a big thing for me was I, I didn't, I became, I think now having been through it for a month, I'm just a lot more comfortable being disconnected. So a big part of this, I, I, it didn't really fall into one of my three categories, but I started not bringing my phone with me a lot more often. So we've always been in a pretty good habit when we go out, just the two of us, we, one of us at least use, leaves our phone. If not both of us, we leave them at home. But this is something I've started doing on a day-to-day basis, even going to work or the office without my phone. And um, this is just... I know it's it's very generic to say, oh, just leave your phone at home. But that is it's really... hard to do. It is. And it is actually quite nice. So, and I mean, I don't really need my phone for a lot of things. You can go for a run quite easily without your phone and just enjoy being on a run. You can go for coffee. You can go get errands, go run errands, get groceries um, without your phone and without having to listen to something or being on call. And that was a really nice feeling. Technology kind of uh, obscures experiences sometimes, doesn't it? When, when you do an activity through technology, like instead of just going for the run and breathing the air and, and seeing the people and feeling the sun and, and hearing your breath or listening to a song, perhaps, it, you do it to go on a route that has been pre-mapped for you in a different in an app, for an example, and so mm-hmm. like there, there's yeah. so many things that we do through technology. You know, we filter so much of the world through technology. We think, oh, this would this you know what Edward our turtle is doing right now. This would make a an amazing Instagram post instead of just seeing, hey, he's a wonderful turtle. You know, instead of seeing experiences for what they are. You know, it's a yeah. No, it was definitely much easier to be present, and even so, we've talked a lot about our our. Not work time, but this was a big part of allowing me to, I think, get a lot more done at work too. So I really found that this allowed me to dive deeply, deeper into things like seminars where um, we have, as an academic, a big part of what we do is seeing our other speakers come in and we have several a week where you see other people in, in doing research on the areas that you're into. And it's an hour and a half usually, if not longer. Um, and some of these can be a little dry. I mean, it's an academic seminar, but this is really where a lot of the value comes from my work. Uh, and, and I used to be really distracted by my phone. It's so easy when someone is describing some kind of econometric model to just pick up your phone and check your texts. But without that there, I found myself a lot more present in, in all of these seminars. And I, I got so much more out of all this speakers that come to the university. So that was a big thing for me. And I also found that it was just so much easier when I was back in my office and trying to do my work. It's so much easier to find yourself in a bit of a flow state where you can can dive more deeply into the work that I was doing. And that's just so refreshing. So yeah. I'm really happy with with how this went for my work as well. What about some downsides? Yeah. So I was expecting this to be a bit of an issue, especially around people. Like, not checking your texts four times or only checking your texts four times a day is kind of restrictive and not being on Instagram or checking things very often, you you can easily become more disconnected. And and yeah, it's a bit of an adjustment. I definitely identified friends that spend a lot of time on these on these uh, kind of chats or, or, or these media <laughs> or platforms. Because when you're not available, they're thinking, oh, 
she, she doesn't like me anymore. Yeah. He doesn't like me anymore. And there are people who, oh, you didn't see my Instagram post? What do you mean? Um, and I, I, But I also think a lot of people don't care. So yeah. this was a big thing where people don't don't even notice or care if you don't answer within an hour or two hours. They don't care if you do, it takes you a couple hours to get back to them. And if they really do care, they'll call you. Yeah. And that was a big thing where I've noticed a lot of my friends have just, I've always been very much the type that will call people. And I like talking on the phone and that's a, one way I use my, my commute. Uh, but this was one thing that I, I found people would start calling me instead of you know, always calling them. Um, and, and if people know that you're going to take a few hours... They're okay with it. It's yeah. when they don't know, and then you do take a few hours that they get frustrated. But if somebody goes into it knowing that, okay, you might, you know, in my case, I, I forever I've taken a day or two to respond to text messages, which is probably a, a longer period of time than than is necessary. But people know that going into it, and so nobody see. At least they don't show the frustration to my face. Yeah, people <laughs> people will adapt, and I mean, nothing is almost nothing is that urgent that you no. need an answer in an hour. Like if you're asking about drinks on a Friday and it's Tuesday, it's really not urgent that you answer within an hour. And if something is urgent, I have an Apple watch. It's the only notification I will get if from the watch is, is if somebody calls me. So yeah. calls get, just automatically get filtered up for me. And that's, I think what we actually found is that we as a couple, we spent a lot more time with people. So we had a lot more social time this month than we did before. And I think that's because we weren't spending evenings or a Tuesday or Wednesday night in where you were playing hearts and I was maybe watching late night or Netflix, we would actually make the effort to meet our friends and make plans. And you just ended up with so much more time where you could fill it with more high value activities like hanging out with our friends. Yeah. Um, that was a that big thing for just this. wasn't there. Yeah. And that was, yeah. I think, a big thing for, for me is that you actually ended up spending more time with people, which is really the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's where the meaning comes from in our lives, and like, and this is something that you know. One downside is there's so many areas in, in which technology aids uh, uh, us in real life, like Meetup. Look at Meetup. Oh, yeah. uh, look, look at the improv group that I joined. I, I found that on a site called Kijiji, which is you know a site for local listings, kind of like Craigslist for Canada, and and you know the, I think technology is powerful. Um, so far as it aids us in our real lives. Uh, so, you know, as they cross-pollinate with one another in that way. But um, I, I think it's worth stepping back for the things that we waste too much time on, for the things that we are addicted to. Yeah, so do you want to give some suggestions where if people are going to try this? Yeah, so some hot tips yeah, for I think doing a d- the, digital declutter. The big thing, I think, what one of the best ways to do this and do it successfully is to really try it with somebody. I think yeah. it was fun to be able to talk about it uh, as we go along. And I think that was a huge part of this. That was definitely one of, I would suggest the number one tip. And you can observe your partner's behaviors. And, and so for, oh, yeah. for an example, <laughs> you know, if, if they cheat and, and they check their email on their phone, for an example, or, they, or if they're checking their texts or they have a week more often. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or they have a weak moment and they're, playing hearts on the couch you know they you know you can call them out but you can also you know find some fun activities to replace those things with if you're both cutting back on that area yeah and another big thing uh if you aren't going to do a full declutter i think the smallest step you can take is just taking your phone out with you a lot less so maybe get groceries without bringing your phone or i think cal suggests you just leave it in the glove 
compartment of your car if yeah. you don't feel comfortable not having it at all. But I, I mean, that was definitely one thing just to get a little more white space in your life and, and feel more comfortable not being connected. That was one one easy step you can take. And, and I'd add to that, notice like your digital twitches almost. Like if you have a twitch to check Instagram. something, Instagram, you have a uh, twitch to uh, swipe on Tinder, you have a twitch to, to go on Facebook, whatever it might be. Notice those twitches because th- those tell you something about uh, how dependent you might have become on these things. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are going to do the full declutter, give yourself some time to adjust. So it takes a while to build a new habit. And I think for both of us, we found it took a little over a week to feel it, really feel comfortable with some of the changes we'd been making. Um, but after that, you don't even think about it. Like I never yeah. think about Instagram anymore. Um, but it does take a little bit of time. So give your mind and, and your habits some time to settle in. It, it takes about eight days, the, the best research that I've found. So if you're on vacation, for an example, it takes your mind about eight days to adjust downward into a into a lower level of stimulation and the same is true for technology i I would wager a guess to say and so those eight days you might notice you have the digital shakes like you have a twitch to check something or you miss you you miss something or you feel like it's a bad idea that you ever did this digital declutter in the first place but i think it's worth powering through that because on the other end of those eight days you know you have more white space which is worth defending more time to play with the cello you have and more, more time, time to see your friends you have more time for improv you have more time to watch your turtle swim around in his tank Wh- whatever it is you have more time for the the analog things because you don't have the harsh aspects of your digital life would you recommend it th- this experiment i would absolutely recommend it even just to increase the amount of awareness you have and how you're spending your time what what your intentions really are with with what you do online and what you do with your digital technology i think that's just that kind of reset is so valuable and you might end up with a lot more time than you realized you have. The digital world, I feel, is one we're still trying to figure out. You know, we're, we have these two realms that we occupy, the physical world, the digital world, and uh, finding some balance where the two worlds work together with one another and we're not too reliant on uh, on the digital addictions that we have, uh, I think is so critical. I, I, I highly recommend this yeah, experiment. for sure. All right. Well, that's the show. If you want to find out more about the show, it's becomingbettershow.com where you can see the corresponding blog article for this episode. Review the show. It helps more people find it. I hope you have a wonderful week. We will see you in a couple Tuesdays.